gonna move on now to our program. And this morning we're in for a treat. I'm, I'm very excited about these speakers this morning, simply because I, I haven't really heard them speak before. And you know, when you're listening to someone for the first time, your heart is so open, you're like, God, bring everything that you have. So I really want to encourage us this morning to open our hearts to what God wants to, to release through uh, our next speaker. And um, his name is Niels Stradom from Every Nation Swakopmund. And he will be sharing on the power of relationships in mission. Take it away, Niels. Thanks, Pastor Hema. Um, all right, over here. Okay. Yo, guys, this is <laughs> silence. <laughs> Feel like Darth Vader. Okay. Um, no, not at all. What a wonderful opportunity to, to be here with you guys. Um, I made a special note here. <laughs> The first line of, on my on my page here says you guys are awesome. <laughs> they really are, yeah. So well done for being here today. Well done for being awesome. Uh, if you're here, that means that you're a leader, that um, you are a, very important for building your church's culture, uh, making disciples. So what a wonderful moment to be together. And um, I want to send a lot of greetings from Stock of Munt. Uh, we, we love the coast. It's a beautiful church, beautiful family. And um, my wife, Kathleen, she also sends a lot of, a lot of love. Uh, both of us, um, we, we love Namibia. We love the coast. And we're just so excited for what God has done in Swakopmund with a family there. Um, so this morning, I'm going to speak about the power and importance of relationships in mission. Now, there's a lot of ways that you can address this topic, but I want to address it in one specific way. We're going to focus on the lost. We're going to focus on reaching people who are not in the church, who desperately need Jesus. So it's going to have an evangelistic lens. So I want you guys to take out your notes. Uh, I, want, I want you to let the Holy Spirit speak to you. This is something I'm very passionate about. Uh, uh, Pastor Hilma and I go a long way back from Grahamstown. We've been on many missions together there. We've been on missions and uh, you know, we've been so privileged to be part of a church that loves the lost and loves raising, raising leaders. And, uh, you know, from that, from, from the moment I got saved, there was just something in me. And I, it's the Holy Spirit and it's a gifting I, that, that he also releases. Uh, a, a deep love for the lost, a deep love for people who are not in church. We need to hear about what Jesus has done. Because that was my story. I remember... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, my story with Every Nation Namibia goes way, way, way back, even to Pastor Andrew and Carol uh, Garsman, who were uh, on campus. My dad was the superintendent there. So I remember them coming to our, yeah, on UNAM, uh, coming to our living room. I was a young guy, a young boy, and, uh, you know, they asked for, uh, you know, permission to be on the campus and have, a, I think, a venue there to to be on UNAM. So the first services, I remember going to some of the first services at, at, uh, at UNAM. So I love, you know, it's, it's just wonderful what, what God has done. Um, but I was, a, I was a very young boy. Uh, when, when we moved to Vintuk, to Namibia, our house burned down. My mom and I got burned. So uh, I remember I turned five in the hospital. But you know, when you're young, you don't really realize 
that these things have happened to you. And I grew up 17, 70 years old of age old. <laughs> and um, I realized all of a sudden, whoa, something has happened in my life. Oh, a tragedy has happened. You know, God, why did you allow this? All these questions started running through my mind. Why did this happen? Unfortunately, I didn't turn to God. I went the opposite direction. I started smoking a lot of weed <laughs> and drinking a lot of everything that I could get my hands onto because I was trying to find answers. You know the drill. I was trying to find answers in everything except for God. I was hurt, man. I needed to find my answer with Jesus. Unfortunately, went through that through the whole through my whole schooling career, only at university. Praise the Lord for campus ministry. <laughs> where these crazy guys, <laughs> I remember it was a, a Varashni. <laughs> she, uh, this yeah, amazing Indian lady, Indian girl, she's uh, fantastic, but she was so persistent, knocking on the door, hey, are you going to church? She was just friends with everybody. You know, even this like weird dude from Namibia, <laughs> you know, not knowing. I mean, I was so insecure, guys. I didn't know. What to even do with my hands when I like walked? <laughs> I was like, should I put my hand in my pocket, <laughs> or you know, should I keep in step with this one? <laughs> so that was the level I was at. <laughs> uh, but you know, praise the Lord for someone like her, and just had a heart, heart for the for the lost, heart for for people outside of church. She became friends with myself and and some uh, some other guys. I will also mention as we go on. And um, oh man, yeah, I'm just so happy that uh, she invited me to church again and again. Eventually, after a year, <laughs> I joined. Guess what? Evangelism can take a long time. It's not just drive by. You have to commit. So building a relationship with the lost, and, and I'll share a bit more about that. But I praise the Lord for their commitment uh, to our friendship. Because what happened? I got saved. I remember being in church, man, tears running down my face, worship, realizing, wow, this is who Jesus is, what he's done. And, you know, the, it was just this incredible moment. And God started this journey of healing, of victory in my life, which I'm so thankful for through discipleship. But where did it start? Someone reached out to me. Someone built a relationship, a friendship with uh, with someone who was lost outside of church. So the power and, power and importance of relationships and mission. I want you guys to remember one thing. If there's only one thing that you remember from this talk, seek, find, and love the lost. That's it. I think everybody here, they, you know, the prophetic words were so profound. I think <laughs> I, I could actually just go and sit down now. <laughs> you guys were like saying everything that I have in my notes. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Lord. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I going to say now? <laughs> um, but one thing, seek, find, and love the lost. Let's just quickly pray. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you that you love the lost, that you're so deeply committed to them, and that you want us to reach them, that you want us to be friends with them, that you want us to live like missionaries every day, to intentionally go and reach the lost to love them, to seek them, to find them. Pray for a, a release this morning. Even as we were worshiping yesterday, 
I felt this, uh, that the Lord has sent me here to anoint feet, to go and share the gospel. So that's you this morning. Just receive it. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So uh, just on a little bit of an aside. So we are here. We are leaders. We're talking about church planting, and it's something that we, you know, I'm very passionate about. I want to share a couple of uh, stories from missions and church planting. And through those stories, I hope that inspires you to go, reach out to others. And um, so and that's exactly how Every Nation Swakopmund happened. Kath and I, we just reached out to people. <laughs> we looked, yeah, we looked for the lost. We, we reached out. Yaku uh, Nyuandri, dear friends of ours, also they, uh, how, how are people being added to the church? They go out, seek, find, and love the lost, bring them in. So wonderful to do it and to do it together. Um, I'm going to share with you guys a powerful quote it's from Yoda. And uh, he says this. <laughs> I won't try and make this. I hope there are any Star Wars fans out there. <laughs> Come speak to me afterwards. I'm a big fan. <laughs> okay. He said this. I wanna, should I try this? No, I want to that. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, bonus. I, I don't know. Even do do or do not <laughs> there is no try <laughs> i don't know if that's close maybe not anyway but that's what he said do or do not there is no try i kind of like that you know at the end of the life you know we we have to go and do the work we have to go and do it it's uh, easy to wake up in the morning and say yes lord i'll try this morning <laughs> but at the end of the day guess e guess what either you did it or you didn't do it okay so what we want to do with the lost, we want to seek them. We want to find them. We want to love the lost. We don't want to just talk about it and because then we're playing church. We don't want to play church. Okay. In Swakop, we define the lost as lost without God and lost without church family. So those are people who are not in church who also need family, purpose, relationship. We've seen that happen a lot. So the last that we're reaching out to, lost without God, don't believe in him, haven't repented, put their faith in him yet, or lost without church family. And I want to share two key verses just to frame this talk about relationships and mission, finding the lost. And I hope this really speaks to you. God's shepherding heart for people who are not in the church. Ezekiel 34, verse 12 to 16, NIV, says this. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so I will look after my sheep. I love how God like calls them my sheep. <laughs> I will rescue them from all the places they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. Sin entered the world. We were, we, our, our relationship with God was broken, scattered all over. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries. I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. I will tend them in the good pasture and in the mountain heights of Israel uh, will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land and they will feed in the rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend to my sheep and have them lie down, declares the Lord. I love this part. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will search for the lost 
and bring back the strays. Thank the Lord that Barashni had a God-shepherding heart. <laughs> she, she sought out the lost. I wasn't the only person. There were many others. They brought back the strays. I'll bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. I will shepherd the flock with justice. Luke 19, verse 2 to 10, NIV. This is the story about Jesus and Zacchaeus. All right. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He was the head of Itas. He wanted to see who God, who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. When the last find out who Jesus is, they will happily invite him in. Are we sharing with people the last who Jesus is? All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. That's real repentance. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. What was Jesus's mission? What did Jesus come to do? Who did he come to build relationships with? The son of man came to seek and save the lost. Two questions that I want to raise from this. Can people say that you're a friend of sinners? Who are your lost friends? Can you, can you mention any? <laughs> can you mention a couple? Hopefully you can. If you can't, that's okay. Today, be released. <laughs> Go and find some lost friends. It's fine. There's, there's no condemnation. I also don't, sometimes I don't have lost friends and I realize, well, okay, I need to go and make some new friends. How many unsaved friends do you have? Yeah. Ask yourself this question. God is deeply committed to the lost, to seek and to find them. He loves and deeply cares for the lost. His love for, uh, for a lost world was so powerful that he sent Jesus to defeat Satan, sin, and death. He's a loving, patient, and kind shepherd committed to the sheep both in the flock and outside. He is a God who seeks and who finds, who loves and saves the lost. I want to focus on these two words quickly. Seek and find the lost. Seek, it comes from the Greek word zeteo. And that word means to desire. God came to zeteo, the lost. Desire. You seek that which you treasure. You will look for the thing that you desire for. When I, when I found, uh, you know, met Kath <laughs> at, uh, at university, you know, and our friendship grew and I always, always started to realize, whoa, this girl, <laughs> every time I'm around her, my heart starts to beat a bit faster. <laughs> what is this Jumanji Lord? <laughs> I'm supposed to be missionary for you. <laughs> Only Jesus. 
but man, when I, like, you know, <laughs> worshiping, <laughs> worshiping in church, and you know, when you're like, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> God, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> man, guess what? <laughs> My heart was set on, <laughs> on finding Kath. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and, and seek her out. <laughs> I sought her out, man. We went for, uh, you know, we, we both love Coca-Cola, <laughs> which is, you know, probably not the best thing. We've cut down, praise the Lord. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd, uh, um, you know, I'd, you know, she had a car. So I'd also, uh, I, and I, was, I stayed on the outskirts of Grahamstown. So I'd walk back after teaching at Bible school. And then uh, she would, uh, her house was kind of halfway. <laughs> so I would like, I'd rock up and be like, uh, <laughs> Can I just, you know, can I get a lift? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, campus pastor, my intentions are pure. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> but bless the car. <laughs> so, maybe we should do that with the last, you know, <laughs> leave your car at home one day. <laughs> okay? And, you know, just go and connect. Just go, hey, man, <laughs> can you give me a lift? <laughs> um, why? Because I desired her. She's my treasure. I love her. The more I get to know her, the more wonderful she is. The more I, I just I, I want to get to know her better. And you know, you can also have that with lost people. I think so many times we jump in and we just want to fix them and save them and preach the gospel. I've had many unsaved friends that are still unsaved but I'm committed to them. They're wonderful. I really enjoy their friendship. They're some of my closest friends. Do I want to see them get saved? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm not going to stop preaching the gospel. They know. They know. But wow, I really enjoy them. I desire to spend time with them. Do you believe that the lost are worth it? Are they worthwhile to you? We have to be intentional. <laughs> Thanks for the, <laughs> the precursor word. Are you having coffee with the lost? I love coffee, man. Swakop has got the best coffee. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to record. Yeah, sorry. You got, nah, you got lying. We're in church. Guys, you're not allowed. We are, guys, some of you guys need to repent. We send from two beers, two beers coffee. We send into the nations. We have an apostolic vision over Namibia. Are you having coffee with the lost? Yeah, Tiana. <laughs> he agrees with me. <laughs> the lost won't, yeah. Are we intentional? Are we having coffees with him? The lost won't get reached by, by magic or just by luck. Poof. Hey, <laughs> here's the lost person. Wonderful. It doesn't work like that. No, we need to go on. Make friends with them. We'll go out once we start to zeteo, desire to seek, find, eresco, to see, to perceive. You know that you actually need to see someone face to face. It's okay, we can have a mask on, but still face to face. You can't build relationship at a distance. Long distance relationship. <laughs> you need to draw closer. I think that's why it says in James, it talks about draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. All right? 
What do we need to do, do to, with the lost? Draw near to them. We need to see them. Eurisco, to see, to perceive. Relationship requires proximity. Okay, and then what do you do when you find the last person? <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> I've, I, I found someone. Here's the last person. <laughs> now what? <laughs> what do we do? We love them. We love them. We, we committed to them. That's what true love means. We've been going through a, a sermon series about loving our communities well. And one of the things that we do is speak about what love really is. Love, uh, in English language, we describe it as a feeling. Love is a, uh, you know, I love chocolate. I love Kath. I love God. I love coffee. <laughs> I love my dog. <laughs> exactly. We use the same word for all of those things, but it doesn't mean the same thing. Biblically, when we talk about love, it is a commitment to the welfare, to the well-being of someone else. Saying, hey, I love you and I'm committed to you. I want to see you flourish in life. How will someone ultimately flourish? By getting to know Jesus, the King of Kings. He loves you so much. He went to the cross to die for you. He defe defeated Satan, sin, and death. You don't have to be bound by the things that you bound anymore. Freedom, victory, all these beautiful, wonderful things in Jesus. We want the best for them. Okay. I want to share a little bit about uh, reaching the lost. So I want to share a couple of stories of the missions that we've on, been on, the church plants that we've been on. And in each season, God has deposited a key truth about mission into our lives. And I'm also going to share some books because we're readers and leaders are readers. So I'm going to share some books that really spoke to me during that season and that I would highly recommend that you read. Okay, so let's start. We're at the beginning. Rhodes University, weekly mini missions, missions to campuses all over South Africa. I was part of missions. I led missions, missions to different church plants. It was wonderful. And then one of my favorites was a uh, a little connect groups that we had, and, and this was at our local pub <laughs> with the rat and parrot. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was so funny. Like, I was uh, saved, and then for many years, I didn't go to the rat and parrot because I was like, oh, Lord, you're <laughs> demons. <laughs> when I walk past the, the entrance, you know, I walk a bit faster. <laughs> what am I going to do with my hand? <laughs> yeah? But so funny to, to see how the Lord, like, um, took us back there because listen, it's not like a club or anything like that. Um, you can actually have a meal there as well. <laughs> so that, that's what we started to do is we had a connect group. And, um, one of the, one of the, the key things that we had with that connect group was that you can belong before you can believe. You don't have to be a Christian to be part of this group. We had atheists, agnostics, that wasn't just the only one, you know, and you don't have to meet at a, at, a, at a pub. We met at homes and coffee shops, but the point was we went out there. We realized, man, we were getting a little bit too insular. You know, a lot of light hurts the eyes. Can you just, you know, when you're in church, like, if there aren't, if there aren't like lost people in church, <laughs> there's a problem, <laughs> like sunglasses and, you know, a lot of salt. You know, you can't just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so hungry. There's a bag of salt. Uh, <laughs> no, it's terrible. That's not, it's not how we operate. 
you know, we need to have a lot of unsaved people in church. What's the statistics? You know, think about who comes to your congregation. You had to think how many people are there. And listen, it's going to be messy. <laughs> it's going to be messy. I've shared this picture, uh, this, the, not this picture, the, um, the story uh, with the mission team who was there. And also the guys in Swakop, they know this. But, um, I mean, we had this guy come in uh, from the streets. And one day he forgot his belt. He was worshiping passionately there at the back. <laughs> what happens when your hands are lifted up high? <laughs> when you're passionate, you're jumping. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> he was standing there. <laughs> His eyes were closed. So praise the Lord. <laughs> God protected him from embarrassment. Anyway, I was... I was I went and gave my belt with him quickly. I was like, hey, man. and he was standing at the back. So, no, you know, no harm done. But hey, I was really thankful that kind of that happened. <laughs> Church is messy. It has to be. If we're reaching out to the lost, you're going to have moments. Okay. So, uh, rat and parrot, connect groups, belong before you believe, and also praying for opportunities. I remember um, my one friend, Adam Skickney. Uh, I, I had a license and we had a car and uh, he was still learning how to drive. So yes, obviously the Lord is like, he's driving a lot, <laughs> like a light bulb moment now. I'm like, hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to start a driving school. <laughs> uh, so in any case, so Adam, he, uh, that was like awesome because I knew, okay, gee, this guy, he wants to uh, learn how to drive. There's like a, and, and I can just take this long road trips with him around the town <laughs> I want to make sure it's not a long, uh, it's, it's not short, and we're going to talk about God. So we use those moments to talk about who God is. Uh, he was a Jewish guy, but he had questions. Um, so I just continued sowing those seeds, sowing those seeds, sowing those seeds, preaching the gospel, praying. And I remember, you know, so many times asking the Lord for, for the right words for him and just continue sowing. Uh, we, we both finished university. Uh, he, he didn't get saved. But um, we continued our friendship. I went to an orphanage in Mozambique, uh, stayed over at his place, spoke about the miracles that we saw there. Um, and he was so interested. I just continued sowing that seed. A couple of years later, he, he got cancer and he died. I'm so happy that I, that I continued sowing those seeds. I, I just, I really hope that I see him in heaven. <laughs> And the conversations that we had were beautiful. You know, I have some beautiful conversations with people. You don't know how long they will be around for. It's one of my best friends. And I really hope that he's safe. I hope, I hope that's one of my, yeah, one of my prayers that I want to see him in heaven one day. And, and he says, thank you. <laughs> that's a hope. We can't stop sowing seed just because people aren't getting saved. Okay. Uh, after that, we went, oh, so Rhodes University, books, Steve Morrill, Wiki Church. I hope you guys have read that. <laughs> and Ed Stetzer, Breaking the Missional Code. Highly recommend that one if you want to find out about living a life as a missionary in your city, in your uh, cultural context, uh, really effectively sharing the gospel. Ed Stetzer, Breaking the Missional Code. Now, then after that, I was part of the eldership team uh, in Grahamstown. Uh, Rio, we went to the Rio on the Rio church plant, and yeah, Brazil, uh, fala português, ah, bom, bom. 
Eu falo um pouquinho com sotaque uh, carioca. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, well, one of the things that we realized going to literally halfway across the world, <laughs> literally, like if you, yeah, I think <laughs> Africa is here, South America is kind of like almost that other side. People's needs are the same. People still need the gospel. They still have faced the same things. Just a language different. That's fine. You can learn a language. Uh, but what God used there was our passions to reach others. Kath and I, we love photography. We love reaching out and, I don't you know, just taking photos with people. We started that in Gravestone as well. You know, when Instagram came out, <laughs> we were like, whoa, <laughs> this is cool. Uh, we started taking photos and posted it up and, um, we met a lot of friends there when we still went for like, they used to call them Insta walks. Uh, some of the, actually some of the guys, so there at the top of this picture, uh, these are some of the guys who, uh, who we had photo walks with in Rio. And Cass started this walk, or, or this group on meetup.com. So we were also using uh, social media, I suppose, uh, how, to, how to gather people. And um, you know, it, the group grew to a thousand people, <laughs> which is amazing. So um, obviously not all of the thousand rock up every weekend, but a lot do. And so, you know, during the weekends, we had this great group of people. We now going for a awesome walk around Rio to take photos. You know, what a great way to spend time and, and find and seek the lost. What are your passions? Do you have other things besides church? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm like a sinner and I need to like deeply repent. But man, I love a lot of stuff. <laughs> like We love photography. We love, we, we like such nerds. Eh? Oh my word, Kath and I, <laughs> we love bird watching. <laughs> so we're those like crazy guys. My one friend, he's also uh, a twitcher. You know, he's like that guy who's in the bush and he's like, you know, listening to bird calls. <laughs> Talk about like uh, desiring <laughs> birds. <laughs> You know, maybe we should become like that. Uh, but, you know, that's just a hobby that we have. It's something that we love to do together. Uh, we love going for coffees. What are your passions? Yeah, maybe let me, who was, some of you guys, who likes music? All right, who plays guitar? Do you want to form a band? <laughs> Go for it, form a band. <laughs> Not just worship, but like something else. <laughs> Get some unsafe guys in there. Uh, who likes golf? Who likes soccer? Uh, okay, cool. Awesome. Hey, that's a great one. <laughs> Sports, going to the gym, rugby. <laughs> so, I mean, sport is a great one. Um, we, uh, yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> Yaku's on, on another level. <laughs> Did the Desert Dash last year, <laughs> which is awesome, guys. And that's, yeah, part of a team. You know, that's what a wonderful opportunity to, to connect. Yeah, so cycling. Use your passions uh, to reach the lost. Uh, we also had another guy, Paolo, who <laughs> we got such good friends with. And again and again, we, 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 we shared the gospel, so it's, so it's sowed the seed. He didn't get saved. <laughs> Man, it sounds like I'm the worst evangelist ever. <laughs> but I'm committed. <laughs> I'm committed. <laughs> so... And it's okay. I think we need to kind of get over this whole thing of like the super evangelist who sees sneezes and sees 10 people get saved. The gift that God has given me as, as an evangelist, <laughs> I don't see many salvations. 
keeping sowing the seed. <laughs> All right. A lot of people that God has brought on our life are people with uh, deep wounds, questions, and we address those. Maybe take that. Maybe that's closer. Uh, it takes them one step closer, you know, then one of the super evangelists can come and <laughs> reap all our rewards. I'm like, ah, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> bless you. Darth Vader, force chokehold. <laughs> um, any case, so that's fine. We, we, we continued uh, just sowing the seed. It's actually that guy over there <laughs> and over there. Really great friends with him. He gave him the book Vintage Jesus by Mark Driscoll. This was a good book. Okay. Um, so some of the some of the books that that read uh, that we read during this time that I highly recommend. This is one of my favorites. Ray Ortland, The Gospel: How the Church Portrays the Beauty of Christ. This book changed my life. <laughs> the God, Ray Ortland, The Gospel. It's, one, it's also very short. <laughs> it's like a good man-sized book. <laughs> I remember reading it on the, on, the, on the buses in Rio, which is great. And Tim Keller sends a church. This is like the opposite of a short book. <laughs> it's a beast, but it's really good. <laughs> Highly recommend it. All right. So uh, some, another mission that I thought might be good to share was uh, we went on a mission to uh, Mauritius, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Kath and I, we were like standing at the at the airport, and yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, honeymoon!" <laughs> like, well, but hey, it was beautiful, and praise the Lord that He, you know, took us to some nice places. Um, best place, Swakopmundo. Ah, oh, I love that city. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so what we learned there was to use the tools and the methods available to share the gospel. Um, the more tools you have on your tool belt, the better. Any other comic book fans around here, you know Batman. <laughs> he's got his infamous bat belt or whatever it might be. And it's like he's got all the tools that he needs to fight crime, to escape, to do whatever. Uh, but this is one of the things that really would help us in our evangelism is just have a good understanding and, uh, about the tools available and the methods available. There's, yeah. Uh, 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 Pastor Chris shared this really great video <laughs> this week. Now I'm trying to think. It's an invitation, confrontation. What are some of the other methods? I forgot. <laughs> um, I promise you guys, I am an evangelist. <laughs> anyway, read them in the Bible. Go and open up your own Bibles. <laughs> uh, it's in there. Look at the life of Jesus. But they're, they're different methods. They're different tools. We have this wonderful tool called the God Test. It's on, the, on your phone. We use that a lot in... In, uh, in Mauritius because uh, there were also a lot of guys from different faiths, Hindu, uh, Muslim. We spoke to a guy whose sister was kidnapped by Boko Haram. So we had a minister, uh, time to minister to him. And it's a great way just to also kind of step in, get to know some people and, yeah, and, 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 and share the gospel with them. So what you will need to do is, yeah, understand apologetics and worldviews. This is really helpful. How to have a conversation with people because the difficult questions will come. Because if you are committed to people, difficult questions are going to happen. It's kind of easier to <laughs> just fly by and not really go deeper because we like avoid those difficult questions. Maybe you feel like you don't have the, the tools or the answers to that. And it's okay to, to tell someone, hey, we don't really have the answer for that right now. It's okay. 
Go and find out the answer. But the difficult questions will come, so prepare. Uh, Tim Keller, The Reason for God. Brilliant book. Tim Keller, Reason for God. Rice Brooks, God's Not Dead. For my own family. C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. Um, but man, if there's one book that's really, uh, if, I, if I think of the conversations that I've had with people and one that I always come back to, it's the Tim Keller, Reason for God. And then, Every Nation Swakop. Man, my city. <laughs> I love it there. Uh, all right. We, one, of the, one of the core things that we do is relational evangelism. It's really the power of a bry. <laughs> we bry a lot. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not like a permanent smoke <laughs> a cloud over, over Suakop. Relational evangelism. We committed to building relationship relationally with one another. You know, it means that we committed to the city, the, the culture, the people. Are you willing to cry with people? Are you willing to pray with them, to shepherd them, to seek them, to find them? That's the true meaning of love, commitment to the well-being of others. You want them to flourish. And what kind of love do we need to show people? What kind of love will it require? 1 Corinthians 13, God gives us a glimpse into that. If we took a magnifying glass to God's heart, this is the kind of love that we would see. And praise the Lord that he has that kind of love for us. What do we see? Love is patient. You're gonna, we have to be patient. We have to be patient with the lost, with ourselves, with others. It has to be kind. Can't get irritated. <laughs> if it's difficult people, you know, it's okay. There'd be new mercies every morning. It has to be humble and gentle. And I love this. There's only one place in scripture where Jesus says, this is my heart. Only one place, Matthew 11. And where he describes his heart. You can obviously see it through the way that he interacted with others. We interacted with people. You can discover it. But there's only one place where he said, this is how my heart looks like. And it's where he said, come to me. All of the, those of you are heavy burdened, heavy laden. And find rest. For I am gentle and lowly. Humble in heart. So how is Jesus? Is he harsh? All right. Is he angry? He's gentle and he's lowly. So that's the kind of love that we need to love others. Books that I highly recommend, uh, Dane Ortland, Gentle and Lonely, Lowly, and then N.T. Wright, Paul, a biography. N.T. Wright, Paul, a biography. Um, it really is a wonderful book on church planting. So if you want to really get, get the heart for that. Now I want to finish off with this. Three points to remember when building relationships and mission. And this is under the heading of one thing, seek, find, and love the lost. So number one is to proclaim the gospel. Now, the gospel comes from this word evangelion. And in the Bible, it's not just used to say the good news. It's greater than that. It's saying, guess what? There is a new king who has arrived. He has started a new kingdom. This is the gospel that we proclaim. Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who loves you and cares for you so much. He went to the cross, painful death, but he defeated Satan's sin and death. Victorious. It's proclaiming this new King of kings and this new kingdom. 
That's what I love about foundations when we go through one-to-one. It's not just, yeah, it's more, it is establishing foundations, but man, it is more than that. It is establishing the kingdom of God in our lives. When I repent, I am establishing the kingdom of God in my life. When I love others, when I put my faith in God, that is the kingdom being made present and established and built in my life. Number two, truly love and seek and find the lost. Seek them, be patient, be kind, be gentle and humble. Be committed to lost friends and family. Love them well. Don't build relationship at a distance. Draw near, proximity, get closer. If your church is going to have lost people in it, it will get messy. <laughs> a reminder again, it's okay. It's okay to be messy. And then lastly, teamwork makes a dream work. So different people have different strengths. But what you do together is you make this wonderful net, the strong net. And that's where relationships are so important for us as a church and leaders as well. The stronger our relationships are, when the loss comes in from the outside, they'll say, they'll realize what I want what these guys have. I saw that in Grahamstown and I realized, man, I want to be part of this church. I don't really understand what they're doing. They're raising their hands, they're jumping and you know, weird stuff. But, ah, man, yeah, I like them. <laughs> I like them. They're cool. They're like asking me, how, you know, how am I doing and stuff? It's great. <laughs> you know? And guys, that's the level of, of lostness that's in the world. Just like a kind word can radically change someone's life. Evangelism works best as a team. Kath and I, we love evangelizing together, i.e. building friendships with the lost together. Um, we, have, we have this uh, uh, friends, Matt and Wendy, and we have this funny situation. I think this is probably a sermon in there. They came over to our house on Sunday evening, and uh, we let them out the front gate, and the, and the wind, we live in a flat, and there's a, a door that goes, uh, that gives us access to all the flats. In any case, you know, we, we ran out, and you know, greeted them and then the door shut so we were locked outside and we tried to get in there were people upstairs and we were buzzing we're like guys <laughs> you know kathy even went to the front and the guy was like on the balcony looking see it's like there's a lady here hey <laughs> like can you please open up for us and they they just didn't <laughs> we're like uh are you guys for real <laughs> I, was, I actually had to like really seek the Lord for forgiveness because I was like, wow, I've got some unforgiveness in my heart right now. They chose to stay inside. When someone came buzzing, they didn't answer. Are you going to answer? More than that, are you going to get out? Are you going to seek? Are you going to find? Are you going to love the lost? You are our lost friends. Helping me stand outside by our flat. I had to climb on top of his bucket to jump through our window. <laughs> that guy was there for me, man. <laughs> hey? Are you going to be there for the lost? Are you going to find them, seek them, and love them well? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time together. I pray that we would be churches, a movement here in Namibia and Zambia who love the lost who are on mission every day because we see the lost as worthwhile, as worthy. We desire them. We want them with us. 
When we wake up, we want to see and find and seek the lost. We want them with us, Lord, and we pray. We ask for the lost. We pray, Jesus, would you bring them in? Would you help us to go and find lost friends? Be committed to them, committed to building relationship with them. So no matter what, find them no matter what. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, thank you. Thanks.